right, all right, all right. As promised, I will get to part two of that humbling perspective uh, episode. I think when I close out that thought process, even though I said it was a stream of subconscious thought that is jotted down some notes, but I want to close that out with um, what I, I thought about on that topic and hopefully bring it and close it back and tie it with a bow and move on to another topic for us. Uh, remember in the part one, we'll call it, of the humbling perspective, I was talking about our senses that we are, create, we are created to enjoy or use in this life as a spiritual entity in a human configuration. As I said before, we were taught traditionally in classes and schools, um, also in um, geez, in uh, churches, about God that created us is out there, is floating around and seeing what we're doing and you know chastising us, rewarding us, depending upon if, if we are adhering to our innate guidance at birth or have we strayed from the path and need to be corrected. But my suggestion is that not only is that creator observing us individually, collectively, it's observing within us, meaning what you see is right there behind those eyes, behind that mind, right there with that heart that has generated your essence in this life. That God is looking with you through the same eyes that you're looking things, looking at things. So are we think we can hide things at night or in the dark alleys or on the covers with our, our tablets? No, he's there with you. He's there with you. And all that sounds a bit, maybe a bit, a bridge too far. But if nothing else, maybe it will pique your attention to your own conscience. Not consciousness, but your conscience. You know whether you are doing the right thing. You know whether you are acting in accordance with what your heart tells you, what your gut tells you, what you know to be true, how you were raised, or maybe how you weren't raised, but how you learned to raise or develop yourself after your formative years as a child, as a young adult. But at some point, you have to be not just the judge and jury of what you do or don't do. You have to have a that not funny or funny feeling, but that Solid, yes or no. Not the gray, eh, I could do that and get away with it today. You will know and you do know in your heart, is that the right thing you should be doing? Now certainly, we all decide, ah, screw it. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway and take the consequences. But as they say, that town in that state called New Mexico is a town called Truth or Consequences. I think it should be called truth and consequences. Meaning, if you defer to the truth, your consequence, you would imagine, logically, would be positive. If you don't tell or pursue the truth, your consequence, logically, should be the other side. 
retribution, uh, repayment, um, incarceration, punishment, chastisement, whatever. But I'll get to another podcast really about that term called truth. Not right or wrong, that centering mass of, or maybe that centering guidance that we all have inside of us that we have tended to overlay and put things on top of to cover it off, like like putting a, uh, a, a basket over your light, covering it up so that you can either protect it in your mind or you're self-extinguishing it by covering up with whatever that doesn't enhance, enhance or develop the light that should be shining through you and become obvious. We try to, tend to hide those things from ourselves that we're afraid to acknowledge and sometimes afraid to show because then we got to back it up. Then we got to walk the walk, talk the talk. Anyway, sorry for the uh, digression a bit. This is a wax on about the thought process about this humbling perspective, but it gives me some time personally to reflect on not just the pretty words that I put into a book or into a presentation or a PowerPoint for work, but how do I make sure it makes sense in the relaying as clearly and as confidently as I can without trying to show you something that you don't already know? Nothing new under the sun to sharing with you my perspective. So closing out that humbling perspective as part two of this, I was saying that maybe what I mentioned as that, that mirror time or that mosaic mirror images that you come across in your lifetime, even if it was a, a nice, clearly um, defined mirror image of you as you're going through your life, it's not time for you to narcissistically worship and gloat over your appearance or your mosaic appearances that come in front of you. It's not time either to examine or criticize your warts your blemishes, your scars, or that external beauty that's being presented to you. Maybe that gives you and the very God who created you with a live video of what he has already created. Of course, that creator knows, of course, who you are. It was in the design. But even in what you do, and you cook yourself something to eat at home, or you do a workout for yourself to develop your physical physical body, it's a good idea to check up on the process or the product you have created or you have made. And since you're doing it in a live form and fashion, it's time to see how you're getting on with that message and that purpose, which is also in the design of you. So yeah, you and you, that human part of you, along with the spiritual side of you, just to happen to be included in the process of execution and delivery of your installed intent from birth. Remember what I said before, the human part of you, the, pro the, pro the, the part of you that you're probably very aware of, but the other more essential part of you, this spiritual side of you, the dominant spiritual part of you has been obscured by the focus on the physical, material. That's where that miracle, that ether, that timeless, that 
learning part of you comes into play. Your creator can and has shown this to you, showing you to you. But when we choose to ignore that other part, focus on what we can see only on the surface, that's when we miss the lesson, the daily lesson, the daily lesson, and within every moment we live, that we live alive. All right. Thank you for bearing with me on part two of this humbling perspective. I hope something in there generates a conversation. So if it does, please hop over to the 820podcast.com website and get a little more detail, background on this podcast, other podcasts, and also on the book, Resilience, The Beauty of Presence. Until then, please stay current. Stay present. I remember, it's always 820.